Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. L.A. Berlin. My guest today is a master yoga, Pilates, and fitness instructor known for her playful and mindful approach to exercise. She's been studying movement and yoga for about 20 years and specializes in pre- and postnatal health and wellness for various stages of child-rearing and individual levels of fitness. Juliette Gisasola, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You know, it's my first time meeting you, but I've been hearing some incredible things about your classes and your unique approach, and people keep using words like fun. Oh, I like it. Exciting. I like it. Passionate. Okay. To describe you. Yes. So I can't wait to learn about your work, and uh, why don't we start at the beginning? Where are you from, and how did you get into fitness? Well, I'm originally from Boise, Idaho. Oh, wow. Yeah. I get potatoes all the time. (laughs) They're good, right? (laughs) Delish. (laughs) Um, What was it growing up in Idaho? It was fine. I I moved out when I was 18 and I came to sunny Los Angeles to experience acting and all that. But when I was in Idaho... There's not a mecca of acting There's not a lot of mecca of acting in Boise. No, no. But growing up in Idaho, I started dance at age four. Oh, wow. And, um, at age four, you're still a toddler. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't think I was the most coordinated toddler. Maybe that's why my mom pushed me in it. But well, She thought it would help. <laughs> she thought it would help. <laughs> Wait, um, did, did she dance? Or? No, no, no. I just think it was something to do. It was something that was fun. Like, that's when I do, like, I get my kids into stuff like baseball. Yeah. And I can do it, like, in the bleachers and get a lot of work done. Oh, you can you get know, a lot just, of stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he'll be like a major league player and he'll you be never like, know. my dad really believes in me. He took me to baseball when yeah. I was really little. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did dance and then I got injured in my, my teen years with dance. Oh, and no. um Wait, what kind of dance ba- were you doing? Uh, jazz, tap, ballet, modern, everything. I loved it. Oh, that's it? Um, that's it. <laughs> uh, but I rolled my ankle really bad and I didn't dance like I used to. During um, uh performance oh no that was a ton of trampoline okay (laughs) it was was not even no and then i danced on it afterwards so it's not a good thing but um you danced on your rolled ankle of course you just tape it and you keep going because you're a teenager yeah yeah because that's what you do and then i got into acting after that and i moved out here and i wanted to get back into dancing but i don't know if you've been to dance classes here but they're super intimidating and oh yeah they're pretty intimidating one dance class (laughs) yeah I think I've only danced twice in my whole life, but one of them was, I'd lost at one point, I did this crazy juicing thing and I lost 110 pounds. And uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I can see my feet. Let's like move Let's them. Dance. Let's, Let's do move them. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to the gym and I was like, well, I'm at the gym. Everything I did at the gym fell apart. I did a spin, <laughs> a spin class and she's looking at me and I look like a kind of fit guy at that point. And she's like, come on, off your saddle, off your saddle, which I later learned you got to get, get up, your butt up. Yeah. stand on the pedals. Yes. And I'm pedaling hard, but this is not like an anchored down bike. Oh, no. This is a multi-purpose room in a gym, so they're just like there. And it's starting to sway back and forth, and boom, I fall over oh, onto my side. Good. And then I also, partially maybe because I'm face playing, but partially just in general, I assume everybody else in the class knows each other. They're like super buddy buds. And I'm the outsider to begin with. Now I'm on the floor, super embarrassing, and the instructor... Not on purpose. I think she just like didn't know how to react. Laughed into that little microphone. Microphone, so that it was so loud. And I was on. I never went back to. Oh, that's not good. I know. And I'm I'm like a loser. I take those things hard. Anyway, 
I was like, all right, you know what? Let me try. They had a hip hop class. Yeah. And the old joke is a chiropractor's favorite type of music is uh, hip hop because it's hip hop. Oh, I like it. Thank yeah. Thank you very much. So I was like, I don't know. That looks fun. Like maybe yes. I can move my body. So I went in there and I took the class. And again, I assume everybody knows each other. And they're doing these moves and I'm doing them and I feel kind of good about it until I catch a glimpse of me in the mirror. <laughs> oh, not hip. Not hop? Not hip. A little oh, hop. <laughs> a little hop. A little hop with it. A yeah. little hop. Well, some dance classes are super intimidating. And so I thought if I went into yoga, I wanted to get strong and I wanted to get more flexible, get my flexibility back. And then I fell in love with it. And my father passed away around that time too. Oh, I'm sorry. And there was something magical that happened in that yoga room that helped me. And I just started as a teenager doing yoga. And then in my 20s, I was working at the studio and I working, did a training. Just work, teaching? Just, or? No, just working at the front desk oh, okay. to get free yoga. And oh, then, sure. That's, um, that's why I, I work at the yogurt store. Yeah, you got to get you gotta get something, free right? Free yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Almost the same. Yeah. And then I went through a training and now I've been teaching professionally now for over 12 years. Wow. So, yeah. So you came to act. Mm-hmm. And, and got, it was for a bit. And you and got, then, did you get into acting in Idaho or just when you came here? Oh, no. I mean, I you know, like what you can do in Idaho, like local commercials and theater and things like that. But then I came out here. I was signed with an agency. and To get and, real. Yeah, to like to do some work. And I did some work. And, and yoga was just on the side for fun. And somewhere along the way, it was kind of a side job. And now it's my full-time job. Wow. Who knew? Let's yeah. Like, and the then I went said, through. Go this way. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. You know, I've been doing yoga now over 12 years, Pilates for over seven, and, you know, fitness the whole time. And it's kind of interesting that you do yoga and Pilates. And you well, have one of the rare vantage points where I can really pick apart the differences between right. them. Well, yoga, I, I, I have a love for yoga because it's the mind-body and spirit connection, right? Mm-hmm. But Pilates, if you're coming from any sort of physical ailment, Pilates, in my opinion, and I don't want to offend anybody listening to this, but I do feel you can rehab the body faster with Pilates. Okay. If you don't offend anybody, you're probably not doing a very I'm good job. I'm probably not doing a good job. Yeah. Like, I still I love a few yoga. People. <laughs> and, and when I approach my classes, especially when I approach my private clients, because I have this diverse background, I try to create a program tailored for each individual person. So that if, you know, if you come to me with diastasis or diastasis recti, right, you mm-hmm. have low back pain, we can create a program, yoga and Pilates. Right. We can do biomechanical movement so you tailor what you need to do. Because I think one of this and one of this isn't quite enough. Right. Yeah. Wow, so many things are exploding in my head right now. So you do private training also? Yeah. So mm-hmm. somebody come into you and you just have this tool belt. I mean, within yoga itself, it seems like there's a tool belt of, of diverse of course. approaches. And probably within Pilates, too, there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, tools that you can use. Yeah. But you have, like, both of them. Right. Both. And fitness, too. And fitness se- yeah. separately. Fitness meaning what? Meaning just, like, understand, like, biomechanical movements. Um, I have... Uh, like a regular uh, personal regular, trainer? Re- regular personal trainer, yeah. So, okay. like, where you... I've, I've gone through trainings for pre-postnatal for fitness as well as through yoga. So there's... You can kind of... With all my different mentors, some people had, especially with pre-postnatals, some were very conservative. Some were not as conservative. And I can kind of look from their different approaches of, I like this. I like this. How can we create this for this person? Because as you know, like each pregnancy is different. Yeah. Um, 
each mom going through it, it's different and it's unique for them. Right. So clinically, what I see a lot of times is old stuff that people bring into pregnancy Mm -hmm. that becomes exacerbated by the pregnancy. Sometimes it's just the pregnancy itself or an injury because of the changes of the body that became ripe for injury during pregnancy. Right. But there's always the assessment of where are you too weak that needs strengthening? Mm -hmm. Where are you too tight that needs loosening? Right. And yoga and Pilates, there's overlap, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of overlap in the circles, but I think one has a strength in one and one has a strength in Absolutely. the other. And then the other piece is how much of this is really just physiological shortening and how much is it that you're holding emotion in your mm-hmm. body, which also is, it can be broached by either, but it seems like yoga really addresses a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, but you have like this combination, you have like Yolatis or... Yeah, well, I haven't got, I know there is a training for like yoga lattes and people try to oh, trademark their whole, I mean, they have a whole thing. There's like people trademark all their different things and I haven't trademarked what I do. I just, even in, in my group classes, like when I have people, I'll have so many different things going on where someone's like, oh, I you know I have a knee replacement. Oh, I'm post. Oh, I'm pre. I want to make sure everyone's safe, you know, so everyone's taken care of, everyone's safe. And it is, I do feel if you have something going on in your body, it is best to do a private so we really can assess and create a program tailored for you. But if you can't afford it, if you can come to one of my classes, I want to make sure you're safe and you're taken care of there too. Right. So, I I mean, I was talking to somebody who takes a class with you and Mm -hmm. she said very much feels cared for. Absolutely. That's Um, the number one goal is safety. And actually the word you would choose is don't feel like a number. I feel feel like it almost is like a private class in a group somehow. I Um, try to make that. When especially with my moms, I feel like they're an underserved community. Because everyone thinks it's a niche. If you know pre-postnatal, oh, it's just a niche. It's not a big deal. But 85% of women at some point are pregnant. So you might not be dealing with them while they're pregnant or right after they have a baby. But you know, postnatal happens all after pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Someone could maybe decide to work out. Maybe you got a five-year-old. You have more time. You want to come to class. You haven't worked out for a while. You have to approach it differently than you did before you had your kid. Right. And you need to be taken care of. Who has time for that? In a class, mm-hmm. like what is a class called? Is it is a class? Oh, I, dare, I teach group classes at Yoga Works. I also teach at the Toluca Lake Tennis Club. But I'm and just saying, like, is your class a yoga class? Is I do. A, I teach multiple. Is it a so I, I class, teach. Or is it? Uh, oh, I teach all of them. Separately? <laughs> I, yeah, all separately. Like, okay, I have a are there Pilates classes class. that integrate both? No, I have like a Matt Pilates class. I have sculpt classes. I call them weekday warrior classes. I have yoga classes. I teach restorative yoga, also vinyasa flow yoga. So it really depends on what class you're coming to. With my sculpt classes, I do combine a lot of Pilates movements in that. Mm -hmm. It gives me kind of a freedom, no matter what, if it's like a more fitness type class, you get a total body workout, Mm. but you're safe, you're taken care of. And there really is a strong community that happens too. Because I have so many pre and postnatal women that take my class, it creates this really strong community, which I think is so important for when you're pregnant. I think the combination of yoga, Pilates, and personal training mm-hmm. should be branded and should just be called <laughs> Gisa Sola. We could, I could call it just Gisa Sola. I People mean, can pronounce it, right? Well, they can pronounce it. They, I, they probably can spell it, but they can pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, they could. They could. And it just makes it even more interesting. That could be, right? Gisa Sola. Yeah. I would check it out. I would check it out, too. If, if I get pregnant. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued and fascinated, and I want I like to pick it. your brain about 
pregnancy specifically in yes. our next segment and like then it. postpartum specifically. So we can give some important pearls of wisdom, take home tips to our listeners. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Juliette Gisasola. During the commercial break, I determined that we're definitely going to try out some Gisasola therapy at oh, our house. I like it. I like it. We're going to do it. I, I don't do it. Like, I never feel excited about it. I don't, you got, you do have the energy, the magic, something about you. Oh, it's thank you. super authentic and so many, like, you've just, like, went there and went there and, I don't know, maybe because it changed your life. It did. I mean, on the break, we talked about my main goal is when you leave, whether it's a private session with me or if it's a group class, I want you to feel better than when you started, you know? But I already do feel better. Well, than you feel better just talking. Well, that's I know. good. Okay. Can, if we could just do that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we have great sofas. We can just hang out. Hey, we'll just talk. Have we'll some chit-chat. beer. I, I like it. feel a lot better. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about pregnancy. Pregnancy, A yes. lot of our listeners are pregnant yes, or are. Uh, related to someone pregnant. Yes. Um, and they want to be healthy during pregnancy. And yes. for, I'm even curious how you got into pregnancy, Gare. And then also, I want to figure out what we can do to help pregnant people get their fitness groove. Yeah. Well, I like it. Well, first question. What was your first question? I don't you know. Said <laughs> All I remember is beer now. <laughs> I said we were going to have a beer. So, the wait, you were saying first, uh, how I got into it? Oh, yeah. How would you get into prenatal stuff? So, I mean, first I did... 200-hour yoga, which I was like, I got to learn a heck of a lot more. I did another 200-hour yoga, 300-hour yoga. Wow. Would have people come to my class, and you go over pre-postnatal on that, but that wasn't enough. So then I did a pre-postnatal yoga certification. I went through uh, yoga for trauma therapy, oh, wow. uh, yin, restoratives, uh, children and family yoga training. I created a preteen and teen program for teens for yoga. Wow. And um, that's when you got into it. Well, because that's when I got into it because I know how much it helped me. Yeah. And teens need help. Well, ju- when you teach somebody how to breathe, you can change someone's life. Mm. But with all that yoga and even with postnatal, with all that, I, I realized I wanted to do more. I had a lot of clients that had injuries. That's why I went through a Pilates training. And through that, we kind of delved in a little bit with pre postnatal Pilates. And I was like, oh, I got to go learn more with fitness, with personal training, with pre-postnatal women. Mm. So I think the more you learn, the more you learn you need to know. Oh, right. The more you realize you the don't. More you realize, like, the more you realize you don't know. And even now, it's like like every year I want to learn from a new mentor. I want to keep learning more so that I can bring new knowledge and new little tools and tricks to my clients. 
Like I've been with some of my students with multiple pregnancies. Well, postnatal with one of their births, we were doing different things. And now what we're doing, because I've got new things to do. Mm-hmm. So it's always trying to like revamp and make it better. Yeah. And so it's a totally different phase too, having your first and having your second. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and every single pregnancy is different. And yeah. just because I gave you one thing that might've worked last week, it might not work the next week. Sure. Yeah, you carry differently, babysit differently. You're, the first time you have more time for self-care, typically. The yeah, time the second don't. time there's another one, you're like, I've yeah. yet to meet somebody who's younger the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a weird thing. You, you, you age, know, right? get older. Yes. So. All right, so someone finds out. Let's go to the beginning. Someone yes. finds out they're pregnant. Uh, there are all these myths, like I can't work out or I have right. to wait, especially if I wasn't working out before. What, uh, what say you? There's another myth that exercise will make you more exhausted. So getting too much rest can actually make you feel more tired. Mm. Now, as long as your doctor or midwife approves, you can work out, everything's healthy, a minimum of 30 minutes of mild to moderate exercise on most days is healthy. So you can start with taking walks. You you don't want to start running a marathon, but you can start doing little things, low-impact exercises, swimming, Mm. aerobics. But again, like you kind of gauge that that talk test. A lot of people take yoga. I teach that. Pilates. I teach that. You know, or even like bar classes. I teach that. All those different things are really good while you're pregnant. So if you start walking, just mm-hmm. flat, relaxed walking, mm-hmm. or yeah. you're swimming, or even walking in the water up and down the yeah. aisle, at the beginning, mild effort might make you a little winded. Yeah. But once you keep doing it. Well, you want to get a little cardiovascular moving and you want to get your heart rate up. You don't want it to be so much that, you you know, you're like, well, now I need a nap. This is way too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there a beats per minute that you. Well, they normally say like, I mean, there's there is a saying where they don't want you to go over 140. Your heart rate is going to be higher, mm-hmm. you know, and it is OK if it goes above 140. I think if you weren't working out at all, you just want to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Just be mindful and be aware of your body. Be aware of if this doesn't feel right, maybe I should stop doing it. I mean, I love that listening to the voice inside. Listen to the voice inside your body. Um, There's also a myth of like, you can't work out your core. You can work out your core, but you want to avoid the rectus abdominals. You want to be really starting to focus on your transverse abdominals. So those are the muscles just outside your six pack muscles. But they go the other way. What? They run the other way. Yeah, yeah. So 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 they run, so it's like you're. Hand talking. But. Oh, I mean, you're demonstrating, but they yeah. can't see. But oh, I can can't see. see. Yeah. yeah. So they. So you. So your rectus runs up and down. Up and down, it's and then they run along. The, yeah. So I mean, it's just outside. So it's like running along your outsides, right? Yeah, and the other way, vertical. Yeah, and the vertical. Uh, horizontal. And so it's you almost think of like the sides of a corset holding you in. Oh yeah. Um, That's what I think about. So you want to avoid any crunching, right? So activating the TA muscles, activating the obliques. How do you do that? If you're. If you're not crunching. If you're not crunching. So there's you can hold planks like with a block between your inner thighs. Oh. So you activate that more. There's no pressure down the center. Oh, nice. You can even hold it at the wall, a forearm plank at the wall with a block between the inner thighs. If you aren't over 20 weeks, you can go on your back, bridge lifts, pelvic tilts, dead bugs. You can do when my moms are over 20 weeks, I'll put them to the wall in like a wide squat and put a ball behind them where they'll go side to side. Oh, nice. Well, they'll, well, they'll so take that the exhale obliques? to the side. Yeah, so you get into the sideways, so you get into the obliques. So at this moment, I wish it was a video podcast. I know. You could see the exercises that I'm doing with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's important to have a strong core so that you're supporting your back. You also want to work your glutes. You want to work your hamstrings so so we don't get that back pain. Mm -hmm. But one of the best things that women can do pre and post is working on breath. So if you think of especially post when you think of that 360-degree breath, right? What do you mean by that? So if you can visualize a rib cage, right? Okay where the ribs attach, like those little joints right there. Throughout the day, they should be expanding and contracting, right? Okay. If you're only breathing in your chest. You're talking about in the back? In the back. Well, in the front and the back. Okay, so in the so front, they attach to your the, breast To the sternum, yeah. Yeah, and the and back, they attach to like the, just off to the, the spine. Yeah, off the spine. So, so you, you get this think, full circle You get this full circle. Body. So if you are only breathing in your chest, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of yoga teachers will recommend, let's do our belly breath. Let's breathe into the diaphragm. Let's breathe lower. Well, and that's just expanding and contracting the fascia in the abdomen. Mm -hmm. And if you combine your 360-degree breath Mm -hmm. where you're expanding your ribs, you're still breathing down into the belly, into the diaphragm. You're getting movement in the ribs. So that upper back isn't going to be as stiff because we're getting movement there. This sounds terrible for chiropractors. Oh, because they need—they don't need you. No, yeah. <laughs> no, they still need you. They still need you. They still need you. Go ahead and try like, it home, ladies. No, they still need you. And like, I mean, and there's like with yoga, we can do our cat cows, we can do a puppy dog at the wall, all these different like nice little stretches that can help just get movement, yeah. right? Well, you, what I see actually pretty frequently is rib issues mm-hmm. where especially someone has like a shorter torso after 23 24 weeks yeah. the baby will start pushing in under that rib right. and so by midday especially if they're sitting at a desk or just standing in one place the axial load just compresses the nerve in between yeah. the, the two ribs and so i work it out i massage it out to make more space we adjust it to get the bones moving better where the ribs meet the vertebra but generally speaking i'm like if you want this to last they leave feeling great but right. i'm like if you want this to last you got to go to some yoga yeah. and open it up and, and throughout your day yeah breathe well, stretch and it, and even if you are seeing you know you, you hopefully you're seeing a chiropractor or getting massage therapy you're getting some of that out but again that's just that little bit mm-hmm. or if you come to class it's just that little bit what about breathing throughout the day right and when you have a kid you know with post and i know we're going to get into that but this rounded that happens in the upper back whether breastfeeding or oh, just hanging on to a kid feeding, like changing breathing oh yeah dressing. all that yeah yeah what about as you get closer to birth, are there things that you do in your work and in your classes to get the body ready for childbirth? Of course. Of course. Not only are there different breathing techniques you can do, but after 20 weeks, you don't really want to lay down on your back. Mm-hmm. You can for short periods, but a lot of women don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, so during you can exercise, go, you mean? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. you, you, for very short periods. But like after 20 weeks, you want to go to your side. Why not so, work your glutes? Hey, you're working your glutes. You can also use blocks, go on all fours, you know, bird dog, or even just extending the legs where you're working the glutes. You're doing fire hydrants to the side. And sometimes on our hands and knees, that can be too much pressure down the center of the, if you find that coning action, which you want to avoid. So you can take it to the side. Mm. Um, I'll also prop my moms up using a, a yoga bolster and two blocks so they're not flat on their back. Do you have videos? 
I actually have recorded some videos for my Yoga Works online, so that should. You be have it. some online stuff. Yeah, and so I'm going to okay. be recording more too. So at the end, we're going to tell people where to find these videos because. Well, yeah, uh, you can go to my website. Yeah. 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 When we get there, we'll and, get there. And just because to see you do these movements is kind of amazing, but to hear you do them, <laughs> hear you, you can't really you can't get all the benefits with it. But yeah, I also love all the names of the different exercises. I wish I could see an exercise not knowing its <laughs> name, and then just see if I can guess what that You're one's like, called. Which one is that? <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Think it's, yeah. When you talk about nine months pregnant and say fire hydrant, I thought something totally different. Oh, yeah. No, no. You're like, what does uh, she mean with yeah, that? Every five minutes, they're a little fire hydrant. They're, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have some, like, I just had a mom recently that just had a baby. She came to me. She was in my yoga class. I will use a chair. Because you're, you know, it was she was taking a flow class with me, but she wasn't going to be able to do sun salutations for that. Mm. She used a chair. She was like, I'm going to use a chair. And a chair, that's how we work. So you don't have to go all the way down. So you do modifications. You can do, absolutely, you can do modifications. And for big guys. Absolutely. Or when we do. When we do family. When we do family geese yes, sola. Yes, family geese sola. I'm, I'm really, I like really excited it. about it. I don't know. You might be the one. I might be the one. To crack the case. I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, look at this. It's already time to talk about postpartum. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Juliet Gisasola, my new family fitness guru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I listened to the podcast live and I fell for it. I like it. Hook, line, and sinker. I like it. We're going to talk about postpartum stuff, give some postpartum pearls of wisdom and tips yes. on how to get things going again. But yes. there's a few things pregnancy we left out. Yes. So we tapped on it, but um, definitely some tips we talked about starting slowly. Mm -hmm. I'm do about 75%, I'd say. You want to stay cool. You want to have your warm-up and your cool-down. We did mention listen to your body. Mm. Knowing when something feels off and communicating that, especially if you're working with someone, whether you're in a group class or it's one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's talking to your fitness instructor, your chiropractor, you want to be an advocate for yourself. Also, after 20 weeks, keeping off your back, no crunches, no lying on the belly, which is obvious, mm -hmm. you know. And no closed twist, which is really important in yoga. What does that mean? Closed twist. Sounds like a donut. Would be delicious. Right? You should allow them those. Well, yeah. Um, how could you say no closed twist? How could you twist say no to a closed twist? More than 20 so minutes. a closed twist would be when you'd be going across the abdomen, when you would take like your left elbow outside the right knee. Okay. That would be way oh. too much compression in the abdomen, right? In what position are you? So like, if you were in like a chair pose and you were okay. twisting, you would not do that. Don't cross over the body. No, you wouldn't cross over the body. Now, an open twist where if you were, say, in like a, a modified molasses, like a yogi squat, you could open up the chest. Going the other way. Going the other way. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you just want to be mindful with that. I always tell my moms... Even if you don't have a big balloon, mm -hmm. just imagine that there was a big balloon and you don't want to pop it. Oh, oh so the, you don't want to lean into yeah, it too much. Yeah, you don't want to lean too much. And you, if you're causing that restriction in your breath, you're feeling that too much compression, that's not going to feel good. Mm -hmm. And again, that goes back to listening to your body. Yeah. I think that uh, once people start to really get into yoga and breath, that voice that's inside becomes a little clearer. Absolutely. And uh, you hear it better and you can pay attention to it better. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Let's talk about the uh, the old PP, postpartum. Uh, yeah, well, the, the postpartum myth. Oh, yeah, myth. Yes, the myth. Well, I always hear 
what comes up very commonly is, well, you can't do anything for six weeks. And then the moment six weeks happens, Magic. you can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And you and I both know it's not like at the six-week mark, all of a sudden you wake up, I'm going back to doing everything I did. Right. And it's not like you cannot do anything. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm not six, six weeks. weeks before. It's not like you're just sitting on your tush. Right. Medicine kind of has these magical defining moments. Like right. You, you become 35 and all of a sudden you're somehow a risky pregnancy. You have you a know? baby. <laughs> right. Well, advanced maternal age or geriatric yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually had a patient. I don't know if I told the story not on the podcast. So I was at a home birth doing massage for somebody in labor. And then it was midnight. They thought the baby would come sooner. She's eight centimeters, moving at a nice yeah. pace. We went past midnight, and it was her birthday. She turned 35. I was like, oh, crap. We better get to the hospital. <laughs> you just became advanced maternal age. She was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the, you know, these moments don't these really moments. have six weeks. There's a very cool doctor here in Los Angeles, an OBGYN, who really likes to see her patients three weeks after that's awesome. the baby comes. I think that's great. Because she says a lot of times at three weeks, you can pick Pick up the heavier exercise. Some yeah. people can, some people can't, yes. but why not check? Why not check? And one thing that is so important is to be an advocate with your doctor. Have them check you for a diastasis or diastasis recti. You want them to check you because some doctors don't check you. Some doctors just look downstairs and say everything's great. Go on your way. It's important to ask your doctor if you can see a pelvic floor physiotherapist, which I know you have at your clinic. Mm-hmm. I think whether it's a vaginal or cesarean birth, Every single woman should see a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's kind important. of newer yeah. that people are actually talking about it. Right. And well, more people are getting trained in and doing it. But the work I've been doing so far, OBs really don't seem to know much about it. And, no. Um, they, they have this, like, I do think another one of those, like, myths. It's like, guess what? You had a baby. Your girl was going to pee a little bit. Like, uh, no. Yeah. No. You, that's just because it happens doesn't mean... That is your new normal. Right. And yeah. some people have symptoms Absolutely. like um, losing pee or pain with sex or yeah. things like that. But other people don't really have overt symptoms no. but do have issues that yes. maybe something doesn't feel quite right or it's more subtle or it doesn't show up until later. Right. And if you would have just addressed it right afterwards, yeah, it's kind of like – very physically intense. Again, no matter how that baby comes out of you, it's very physically intense. Oh, it's a huge. And when you do something that big and like you run a big marathon, you go afterwards and do some rehab on Absolutely. your body. Absolutely, and you should do that as well after having a baby. Baby, and I yeah. can do all the outdoorsy stuff, but then you have this pelvic floor PT, yeah, who specializes on that band of pelvic floor Absolutely. muscle. Absolutely, that and that's can... not my specialty, and that's why I always recommend my private clients, my students, go and see that. Mm-hmm. Because I can work in correlation. Yes, teamwork. Like, teamwork. All of us. It's like we're puzzle pieces. Yes, like it's so important. I think for like anybody within the healthcare for women, we refer to each other. Like I had so many moms when I would teach uh, postnatal yoga, they would. We always did a check in in the beginning, and people would talk about this, this, this. Guess where people get the referrals? They said. You have to go see Dr. Berlin. Like, that's what would always come up in class. Like, they'd be like, I need to see a chiropractor. Who do you recommend? And every single woman, at least one of them out of the group, would always say, oh, Dr. Berlin. Wow, Facebook marketing. Yeah. Mm. No, this is just in a class. I know. I'm saying it's paying <laughs> off. 
<laughs> we got the buzz going. Nah, those were no. just a bunch of pregnant women that just when you when people take care of you, the word gets uh, out. Yeah, I I mean when I got started in prenatal care, most chiropractors in this area just weren't comfortable working on pregnant women. No, I'm nervous well, about it. And so. some doctors again, one of those myths of like you can't see a chiropractor when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those stupid myths. Yeah. You know, like it's always important to talk to your doctor. Right, but. I don't become invisible when you're pregnant. No. You can see me. No. You want to make sure when you're going to people that they're educated, that they listen to you, and that they're part of your team. And that's why like a pelvic floor physiotherapist is so important. Our patients get the best care. Absolutely. When we are in communication and working together, you have your expertise on the fitness side. The doctor or midwife has her expertise on the medical side. Absolutely. Uh, And I have expertise on the musculoskeletal from the holistic treatment side. Yes. And even in the office, when we're talking to each other, we just had this very unusual tailbone case. And the physical therapist and I were talking to each other and comparing notes. And then we're like, we think we need imaging. We looked at the imaging. Now we're talking to the orthopedist and we're figuring out this rare case of what's going on with this tailbone together that one of us probably wouldn't really be able to figure out on our own. No, it takes a village. (laughs) Not just for the kids, but for the the mom. mom. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. So there's not this point where before six weeks you can't even stand up out of no. your chair and well, after six weeks you, you gotta, should go do. you got to be able to pick your baby up, right? Right. So it's, it's so important. That's a workout. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, and I know especially if you have a C-section, mm-hmm. getting out of bed can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's really helpful when you work out, you know, while you're pregnant. So your body recovers a little bit faster. Yeah. My wife had a vaginal birth and I still had a hard time getting out of bed. Oh, I know. It was probably hard for you, right? It was not easy. (laughs) Yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. But it is important as you ease back into it, before that six-week mark, you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing functional movement. Like you're doing functional movement while you're pregnant. So when you have to pick up your baby, that action of lifting up you're supported. You know how to use your legs. You know how to use your glutes. You mm-hmm. might have zero core activation going on, but you start to slowly get into that. You take your baby on walks. You start to ease back into it. And there's even exercises you can do where you can start to activate the transverse abdominals once again. And there's like the coughing test where you're on your back and you give a, can I can I cough here with the sure, mic? Sure, go for like it. A, <coughs> like even if you do it right now. <coughs> Do you feel like how it kind of just act? It'll just like you feel the activation. You might not. You can feel it if your hands are there. You might not. Just like like when you're on your back and you see if you can just that little cough. (coughs) And then we start to slowly get into maybe some pelvic pelvic tilts or some heel drags. Mm -hmm. Just ease into it. And once you get the six week or whenever it's Mm going to be check mark, green light, then how do you build from there? Well, you ease back. It, like I have some some of my moms who will come back either with me privately. I always wait till they are approved by their doctor. Mm-hmm. I won't see you until you're approved by your doctor. Once you're approved by your doctor or midwife, mm-hmm. um, when you come into class, we ease you back into it. You're not going to start like – I mean I don't do this in my – like I don't do any crazy intense – I mean we're barefoot in class. So it's not like we're doing anything crazy intense movements that, mm-hmm. that are happening. But they're mindful. They're appropriate. You'll start back easing slowly into it. A lot of the exercises I'll have my moms do, like dead bug, 
heel drags, like I said before, bridge lifts, uh, toe dips, all those little, little activation of the cores. And I don't have people start right back into plank, but I'll have them take a forearm plank at the wall with a block between the inner thighs. So you feel that hug again. Mm -hmm. I can put them on their back with a thermal band where you take it and you wrap it around your abdomen. So when you do a bridge lift, you'll take it across and you'll pull it. So you feel that abdomen pulling in. Mm. So you might not fully feel that activation of pulling in, but as you pull it in, all of a sudden you feel that activated. Does that make sense? No. I mean, I can see it. You can see, well, you can see it. They can't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to give them videos. We'll give them videos. Yes. Uh, um, after pregnancy, there is a thought among many people that, oh, my hormones are just going to go away. But they kind of linger for a while. They do. And especially those hormones that make you a little extra flexible. Yeah. Which sometimes is great because, for example, people who have migraine headaches their whole life all of a sudden feel better during pregnancy. People who truly have carpal tunnel symptoms tend to feel better during pregnancy because those restrictive disorders go away when the relaxin starts floating around yeah. and your joints become a little looser. Other people who didn't have any of those symptoms sometimes get them because well, like things Well, because like the mother's wrist that happens. Yeah, the yeah. decorvenes, tenosynovitis. Mm. So those things happen even during pregnancy, but then afterwards, it doesn't just dry up overnight. It can take a no. few months to go well, away. It's um, like up to four months after you're done breastfeeding, relaxin can stay in the body. Yeah. So that's why you don't want to do crunching. So with relaxin... The reason we don't crunch right after birth is because the linea alba, which runs down the center of, of the, 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 right the rectus the, of yeah. abdominal muscles, yes. um, it's not going to – like the relaxin still going in your body, so that's not going to fully close. It's going to be softer. Right. So if you start to do crunches in that time while you're breastfeeding, it's going to pull it apart. It's going to pull it apart, mm. and it's going to create that – what we call – what a lot of – it's just a crass way to say, but like a mommy pooch. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, well, that just happens. I had a kid. Well, no – do appropriate exercises so you're not creating that. You're not Please don't do crunches. Yeah, you know, you're not making yeah. it worse. Yeah. But, and on the flip side, you actually, from a chiropractic standpoint, during that time, you're a little bit more moldable clay. Yeah. So sometimes you have old injuries that you just can't get them out of your system. That's a ripe opportunity to work on those injuries while you still have that relaxin and sometimes progesterone and the other hormones that make you a little more moldable. Yeah. So it can be an advantage. Um, Absolutely. You just got to know how to work with it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And just be – and again, it goes back to listening to your body. Are there things like when someone is just home, let's say – feeding their baby, breast or bottle, are there things they can do during that time from a yoga or Pilates perspective to just make use of it in a way that's also helpful for their own body? I know sometimes you just see people so hunched over and they're looking down to see what's happening. Of course. So I'm always like, hey, why not put a mirror, a full-length mirror across from your station? Let's see your posture. So you Posture's can see your posture huge. and you can even see what's happening with the baby without looking all the way down. Right. Um, now I'm doing the talking with my body. You're totally talking <laughs> with your body now too, yeah. Um, but I just wonder, like, if you're doing there, like, why not do breathing exercises well, in that's that moment? That were that 360 degree breath that we were talking about, right? Breathing down into the pelvic bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And then also into the ribs. So, and then there's, um, you can take a yoga strap. So for a lot of my moms, especially post, this like rounded hunching can happen with your upper back, right? Mm -hmm. So what ultimately happens is we overdevelop our muscles in our upper back, and then we shorten our pec muscles here. So you want to open this and feel the stretch. You can take a yoga strap, 
and we'll have to do a video of this, where we take it around and tighten it so it draws the shoulders back. Pull so you put it around back. and back. Yeah, and it just gives us more openness in the upper thoracic and openness in the pec muscles. Yeah. I bet also when you're sitting there doing that mindful breathing, the babies respond really well to it. Well, when I do like a mommy and me class with postnatal yoga, one of my favorite stories, all the babies started crying. Because, you know, when baby starts crying, they all start crying. Yeah. And I said, all right, we're just going to stop class for a second. <laughs> and we're going to take three ohms. And I want you guys just to to just try this with me. So the moms are like, okay. Because I did all my other things where I'm like, let's try lunges. Let's try these other things with the babies. But the babies were having a meltdown, right? Mm. So I said, let's just pause for a second. Let's take three ohms. And we did it. And all the babies stopped because that tonal vibration, mm. they all looked. And then there was one baby at the end that started clapping. <laughs> Do it again. Aww. But it, it was one of those where you're like, oh, man, yoga does work. Like, it's pretty awesome. It's very cool. And breath is so important and it's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, I learned a few things. We had Patty Quintero on the program. Oh, awesome. And she, like, came over and just did only breath. That's all we did was breath stuff. Yeah. And even that was a little bit like, wow, that's pretty powerful. powerful? And the crazy thing about it is it's free. Yeah. You can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. You can do it right now. There's, like, no excuse. Yeah. And I think I will in two minutes. (laughs) Well, and that's one thing where when somebody is, say, you're pregnant and you're not allowed to exercise, like, well, you got to stay in bed. Mindful breathing, meditation, all that is so important. And I think there's apps now that uh, wonderful things with our with our iPhones. There's apps for free, like 20 minute different mindful meditations that can, I think, really prepare you for birth or even after just to be in the right mindset to find that. Oh, yeah. There's one specific to difficulty sleeping, vomiting, anxiety, fear. Yeah. So some of them are even really short, like five minutes if you're not there, if you don't have the mind space. You might. That's what you can start with. And especially with post, maybe you only have five minutes. Mm -hmm. But that five minutes is so powerful to just have that five minutes for yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, time went really fast. It did. Um, a lot of times I know our guests before we sit down and talk, but now, uh-huh. just 40 minutes later, I feel like I know you a I little like bit. That. I want to get to know you better, and I want to experience your work. So I'm hopefully like going to coordinate you and our whole family. Let's do it. Maybe we'll, we'll, do we'll come it. back afterwards and I like talk, we can about, talk how, about it. how crazy it changed our whole life. I hope so. Uh, anyway, I really appreciate you coming in. We promise videos, and we promise we gotta put uh, some videos we got to put some videos up. Yeah. But you already have some, and we're going to I do. They're, they're not posted yet, but I did. I recorded for my yoga works online, and I need to record more videos. Okay. Where yeah. will we find them? Where are you on Oh, uh, so my website is yoga. Yogawithjuliet.com. It's Y-O-G-A-W-I-T-H-J-U-L-I-E-T.com. And then also, I mean, if you want to see pictures of my dog and my husband, okay. uh, I don't really post much yoga. I should get back to it, um, yoga and fitness. But my Instagram is at Julie Diane, J-U-L-I-E-D-I-A-N-E. Oh, I'm, I'm going to guess your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this. I'm like a guru. Um, I like it. I can't wait to unveil to everybody on a world platform the Gisa Solo technique. Oh, my God. We're going to have to, like, do it. We'll have a big party. You know, I've done yoga parties before. Really? Yeah. <gasps> but mitzvah idea. Okay. Yeah. What I've done for teens, too. Because yeah. you love teen yoga. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The wheels are turning. Um, like we're gonna, I'm going to have to see you again.
Oh, absolutely. I'm going to see you. And I think definitely we're going to come back after. I always say that, but I really mean it. We're going to come back because there's so much more I want to learn from you. I like it. But, I want to learn from you. But after our whole family does Gisa Solo technique, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to come talk about it. Maybe I'll get all the kids in here, too. We'll all talk oh, about it. Oh, that'd be fun. Super fun. All right, Juliet, thanks for joining us at home. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about pregnancy and parenting, we have a ton of information at our website, informedpregnancy.com. <laughs> 